Good morning, everyone. Praise the Lord. For those uh, people that are online, I hope it's all working well. Something a little different for you this morning. I feel a little like Fred Flintstone this morning. I'm going to be on TV, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There's always something new. So if you're at home watching us uh, live streaming this morning, want to hear back from you and see how this works for you. Uh, we're continuing to make adjustments. Our goal is to make this as uh, feel like normal as possible, right? Amen. And, and so, uh, love to hear back from you. Love to uh, hear your thoughts. Praise the Lord. I'm glad you're with us this morning. Welcome. So, a beautiful day outside, and I'm glad we can meet, even if it's online, virtual. So, welcome. We're going to do uh, be doing worship this morning in the Word. Uh, so, uh, you know, let us know what you think. I'm going to. I'll uh, be turning this over to Kathy. She has some uh, guidance and instruction, just encouragement for us this morning. So praise the Lord. I'm glad you're here. And uh, amen. Amen. Thank you, Sean. Thank you very much. Um, we're so excited to see all of you this morning. And those of you who are here working hard on this broadcast, we really appreciate you jumping up early so we could try it out for the very first time. Those of you who are right here, this is the first time at Praise Chapel that we've done any live streaming. So bear with us, and we know that we're not perfect people, so there might be some glitches, but we certainly hope not. We've worked hard, so there wouldn't be any. As we get in today, I just want to talk. Some of us are at home. I want to say this, that the church is not a building. God calls us to gather together, and he says, don't forsake the assembly of the saints. And so we can do it this way right now. Uh, we totally miss every single person that isn't here with us in the sanctuary this morning. But this is home, and so we just want to say welcome home. You are the temple. Jesus said, my house, my house should be called a house of prayer. And you are his house. You are the temple. Church, you are the church. So wherever you are, Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name. And if some of you might be just one person at home, you're not alone. Because he said, I've left the Holy Spirit with you. So there's two of you there. And Jesus is right in your midst. And so we just want to really enter in with that today. I'm really excited. Keep that in mind. And let God turn you into a house of prayer in these hours. Amen. The temple of the living God, that's you, and that's you, and that's you. And so we are pressing in in this hour with unprecedented prayers and crying out with God. We just finished that global fast for three days. And that doesn't mean that prayer and fasting is ending. It's just one that was global, and we all joined in together. It was awesome. And I already felt a shift in the spirit realm. I felt we really are making progress. And so I want to encourage you with that. Keep praying against this virus and, the, and praying for those who are working so hard to help the sick. Keep praying for divine healing and protection over your households and you and the world. And pray that the Holy Spirit is comforting all those who have lost loved ones all over the face of the earth. We press into God in this hour. So we're going to worship. I want to tell you quickly about the song. Some of you may not, have not heard this. This was recorded, recorded in 2008 by one of our own members here, Cherie Cheney. 
She wrote the song. We had it produced in a, in a recording studio. Uh, Joe Peters was the pianist and other people that were playing other instruments. But I want to tell you that our own Deb Kerwin and many of our children worked and many of our members at the time worked and performed in this recording. So you might hear some familiar voices. But come and sing it with us this morning as we worship. As soon as that song is in, the, in the name of it is Jesus is coming. And I'm telling you, that's the message. Jesus is coming. Right now the message is get real with God and get right with God and get radical in your prayer life. Become that house of prayer that God, Jesus said, I will build my church. Let him build his character in you in these days. And so we'll sing that song, Jesus is Coming, and then right after, um, our own Kamen will be playing the live uh, keyboard for us, and we'll just have five, maybe five minutes of personal worship. And that's when we sing our own song to God. So there's no words to the song. You won't see words on the wall, but you have words that he's already written in your heart. In your heart. And just let them come out. Let them come out. You know, some songs are prayers. Some songs are just worship. Some are just holy. You might cry out, Abba. Abba means Daddy. You've heard the word, Abba Father. Daddy Father. Right now, all of us want that comfort of a safe father's lap. And so just press in. And if it helps you to not be distracted, to focus on God, just close your eyes during that time of worship together that we can worship the living God. So again, so let's start with worship without further ado. Amen.
for you this morning. Lord, that you might be glorified in all the things.
as we bring our offering before the Lord this morning as part of our worship. Um, we want to, I know that an email was sent out to those members of our um, church, but for anybody that might be joining us this way, and some of you who are not here today, you might be wondering how, how you can still give in this time of great need, because as we all know, the heating bills and everything else still continues. So um, this is really a critical time for all of you, and we want to keep all of our outreaches going. Um, the state of Vermont has asked our child care center. Um, we feel honored they have asked our child care center to stay open. Others, many others have closed throughout the state. So I want you to pray for our staff. They are giving. They are giving their lives and putting them on the front lines too to help the essential workers, the doctors, the healthcare providers, all the essential workers. Please, everyone that's working so hard to keep our commas and our community going. And they asked, um, Vermont Food Bank has asked for our food bank, our food shelf that we have here to remain open. So as you can imagine, there's going to be great need. We want to be that supply house. We want, we, our heart is to be God's storehouse, that we can give and give, and that the finances will continue to flow, even in the midst of our crisis. So we're praying for all of you. We're praying for you. We know what's going on. We, we are not clueless. We are working hard to keep things running, and we want to know your needs, so you can also contact us. But many of you are saying, how can I give? So one, number one, you can mail a check made out to Grace Chapel, and you can put it in the mail, and you can send it to P.O. Box 620, Hartford, Vermont, 05047. And you can, second, you can get bring your offering, if you're coming to the food shelf, it will continue to be open right after our services and our, our service here, and you will be able to leave it there. There's a donation box. And you can also get online to our Praise Chapel Facebook site. You can get onto it right here. Uh, you can get onto our website uh, at praisechapeloutreach.com. And you could also you could also donate. It will all come into the same thing organization for the food bank. The it's cccvt.org. There's a donate button there, so you'll find ways to donate everywhere. So we just want to pray with this offering right now, and we ask it. We know that it is blessed. We know that it is blessed, and Father, we know that you have never let any of us down in the hardest and most difficult of times. And so, Father, I bless, I pray for those who are giving. I pray for those who are not able to give right now. God, may we be the storehouse and the hands that reach out to the needy during the season. We thank you for your abundance, and we thank you for your faithfulness, Father. May it be multiplied. May it be multiplied a hundredfold in Jesus' name. Amen.
I just want to say, um, maybe we don't have many hands here and our ushers are gone. So if somebody can grab that for us and move it, and we'll bring the, um, the pulpit up here. I just want to, uh, most of you that are sitting here and any of our members know who we are, but I'm um, Kathy Janice, I'm a pastor here and a leader here, and I wear lots of hats. And I want to introduce um, our senior pastor, uh, Lonnie Jamsey. For those of you who might, might not know who he is, that's Pastor Lonnie. Um, and we also, who opened the service today, was Pastor Sean Wilder. Wilder. And uh, maybe you can't see him within the view of the calendar, but we also want you to know that. And I just want to thank everybody who has worked so hard to make this get to this point. And uh, Pastor Lonnie will be speaking with us this morning. And then I'll say a few words at the end. Amen. Just uh, information. Thank you. Hallelujah. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Well, for this is a, all of this is a big change. Got a little ringer in. Uh, what's interesting is during the time of worship, which uh, is sensing very much in the realm of the spirit, you know, uh, what we see really isn't what's taking place. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. And when I was beginning to be aware of the time of worship, <clears throat> our adversary, the prince of the air, fills the airways. And isn't it by God's wisdom, still ringing them, to do that which maybe our adversary thought was going to be for evil? But think about it. Amen. Almost every church now is gone online. And the airways are filled with his word and his worship. And so even as Jesus was going to the cross, Satan thought he had won. But even in the midst of this adversity and the things that are taking place and the hardship, God's going to prevail because he's going to use this to reach the earth. Because even again during the time of worship, I was pondering, <clears throat> because even our little podcast, there's probably about 20 or 30 different nations that have listened to our podcast out of this little setting, still delivering them. But just in Japan alone, there's 1,400 hits. So if that takes place with us, and if we are in the time that we believe we are, that God is purposing to reach every heart, touch every life, then wouldn't it be just like the Father to take which was meant for evil but turned around for his good. And so when we see the authority of God, the purposes of God, and everything is transpiring, just our time now of seeing this going out across the airways, the prince of the air no longer has control because the presence of God overtakes everything that Satan might try to even accomplish. The power of the word of, this, of, the word of God will then take away, remove everything that Satan has purposed and planned. Amen. So I just thought <clears throat> this morning, because I've looked at the months, the years, we've thought about this, we've talked about this as leaders. When times became difficult, we could not train up the people quickly or fast enough to prepare them for the things that were coming. But the one thing that the Holy Spirit, Spirit told us to do was to build relationships. Both build relationship with the Lord, the Holy Spirit, the Father, but also with one another. And I really believe what we're seeing now is the evidence of that. 
Because what we're accomplishing now in God, in the outreach, the demand that's being placed upon us, not just as a ministry, but in our individual lives, where we're going, the workplace, even with Chris at work, a lot of these young students at Dartmouth, they're undone. School is closed. They really, in many cases, don't have any place to go. As a college student, they can't return home because a lot of them are foreign students. And so Chris has such a burden, but I know our prayer and what we're doing right now is giving us access. And so this morning, what I felt was important, we're often trying to figure out what God is doing. I has not seen nor ear heard or has it entered the heart of man what God is about to do in the earth. And I really believe that we're beginning to see it. We're beginning to see what God is desiring to do because it requires us, his people, to be the instruments of his hand. And we begin to see that this, this konea, this relationship with the Holy Spirit, but this relationship with one another. Because even when we had our launch next door of the CCC, there were people that were drawn from 85-year-olds to you know, six and seven-year-olds. There was something that was compelling. There was a man that came in that Melinda had asked for me to spend a few minutes with. And he had gloves on both of his hands. And he has some kind of a disease that causes his skin to deteriorate. But he said he came in and he's talking to Melinda. And what was interesting is, is he was identifying four or five different people that he was drawn to. What happened to be four or five of the leaders and the overseers of both the work and the child care center. And so there's this wooing of the heart of the Father right now. And so I was hoping this morning it might be something that would be really uh, beneficial for all of us. Because I could not be remiss of going to Psalms 139. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But we've seen everything in the earth right now. Blue Eagles, which used to be the call, is now called the Send. We're seeing YWAM. They're going throughout all of the earth. They're seeing in Brazil, which was so amazing. There's three essential stadiums in Brazil, and they're all of different capacity or size. And as those from YWAM were beginning to orchestrate what they would do, they said, well, maybe we should just go to the smaller stadium, because it holds about 10 or 11 people, 10 or 11,000 people. And then somebody says, no, God is doing much more than that. So they said, well, Maybe then there's a stadium that holds about 30,000 people. So maybe we could do that one. And somebody's saying, no, that's just put a limit on God. And there's one I think it was like 80 or 90,000 people. So they said, all right, let's do this. So whoever promotes these type of settings that have charge of these stadiums, it was like within 40 hours, 48 hours, the stadium of over 80,000 people was filled up. So they said, well, maybe you should consider also doing the lesser stadium, which holds 30,000. That one was sold out within a few days. And then in turn, they said, well, we might as well go ahead and fill the last one, which they did. And so when we begin to see what God is doing right now, he's moving out into the earth. And I just want to touch on this because Kathy and I were trained up during the Jesus movement. The same atmosphere that was taking place in the 60s. There was this brooding of the Father over the earth. And it wasn't just a Brownsville anointing. It wasn't a Toronto anointing. It was the Spirit of God hovering over the earth because people, young men and women, obviously it was the love child setting. They were unhappy with the government. There was disappointment. There was mistrust in the governments. But they were 
about anything that had to do with anyone that was in charge or a leader they did not trust. So they were all desperate and they were crying out. And so God knows how to allow conditions in the earth to take place because he knows the heart condition of every person. And he knows exactly what's required to bring an invitation for all of us to come to know him. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And so as that sinned, as it no longer was the call, it was the sin. And so I just felt in part what's important for us to know, though we can't have this koinia of fellowship, Debbie was saying, you know, the thing that she misses most is the hugs yes. and the love that we have for one another and our outreach uh, in terms of the food outreach and the people that come. And the first thing that you just have to, you almost tie your hands behind your back because your first impulse is just to hug, yeah. to get close. But yet I really believe that God's going to allow us because as I read the scriptures and read the story that's concerning you and I for this time, even going into the book of Isaiah, I believe that God is going to transcend this limitation which is present because we minister by spirit. Amen? So I'm just going to go to Psalms 139. And I'm going to speak of verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell a shul, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. You see, I honestly believe that right now we're being given an opportunity. This isn't by happenstance. This isn't by... Just, um, there's a lot of blame going on of where this originates from and what's taking place. Well, we know where all evil originates from. And that's from our adversary and the adversary of the Father. But the thing that we can know that even in this time, according to the place that we find ourselves and our limitations, we're not limited in God. Because he's going to send us and he is sending us by his spirit. And that's why we can take comfort. Um, I'm amazed. There was a program on TV last night, and this person was asking three or four different people, well, how is it to be in a house with your wife and your children, and you can't leave and you can't go anywhere? How is that going for you? And one guy held up a sign, help. Did you like that? Help. Help. Because families over the last I would say at least the last 30 years, are not accustomed to having dinner together. They don't sit around a dinner table. They don't sit and play games. They seldom have conversation because everybody's going at such a fast pace because of the media, because of the cell phones and all the things that are available to the young people. I mean, you can go to any restaurant and you can see that young people are texting. Even the adults are on their cell phones. And so I, I just sense that even though this may seem to be difficult for us, the Spirit of the Lord is really greeting every household right now. I really believe if, if there are those that are single or don't have families with them, Jesus said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. The Holy Spirit is with us. And again, not by sight, but by faith in the substance of things that we are hoping for, knowing according to His Word. That these very places that we're seeing in our lives, we're becoming 
uh, more inventive, I guess, if you will, of how we spend our time with each other. And I think that's going to grow because I, I want to put a timetable on this. I don't think this is going to last for months. But I believe it's going to last as long as God continue has access to make the invitation to every person to cry out to something beyond themselves, beyond what their natural means are. Because God is purposing to reach into the heart because he knows our hearts, he knows our needs. Even before we even ask for pray, he says, he's already prepared that for us. So I find it very interesting as we continue to see his calling out, but I want to go to Isaiah uh, chapter 43. Because as I was pondering this this morning, as it is, we start out with, we see the elements of what we're seeing. We as overseers, as pastors, we want to hear the heart cry of the people. Because there's really no reason for us to try to get all of these uh, spiritual teachings or things to say that are no earthly good. And so we're pondering all the time, saying, Lord, what's the need of the people? And then he begins to say what he would like to say because he wants to go beyond the circumstance. Because he's always ahead of us. God is never waiting for something to take place. He's always creating. If you listen to all any of the news on the TV stations, anyone you see, they're always finding the universe is increasing. They're seeing galaxies that they've never found before. So God just doesn't stay dormant. He's not done yet. So in turn, if the kingdom is advancing, that means that you and I are being sent out to prepare as the very song that we sang this morning with. His second return is imminent. And again, we don't put a timetable on that because we recognize this relationship that's just increasing our love for him and our love for one another is preparing the way. And so as I began to look in the book of Isaiah, because it was a time that God said, all right, it's time to then release my people in the earth. And even this restraint, or what seems to be some degree of a restraint, there's no limitation by the Spirit. We have access, even though we have to keep our six-foot distance. Let me tell you, the Spirit of the Lord doesn't have a barrier. Amen. That's not going to limit who he is in us and what he's desiring to do. And so when we're at our homes and we realize, okay, we're coming out of the things that this world has tried to confine us in. I mean, you just go down, right on down the road with the finances, the workplace. Just look at all of the things that we as a country require others to provide for us within probably, what, a week's time, two weeks' time, all of that is changing. God is saying that he wants this nation to be self-sufficient. But he's speaking to you and I that we want to be, he wants us to be sufficient in him, not in ourselves. And our weakness is where he becomes strong. And so as I continue to just look at the book of Isaiah, I was watching this again, and how the Father continues to speak to us because we have such an appointed time. If we allow ourselves to keep our eyes on him and going back to this opportunity to fill the airways, can you imagine they do all these things with satellites because they can now 
They have these maps, if you watch the news, of all of these countries that are filled with now the number of those that have the virus. And all of these red spots. If we could just be in the spirit, and if we could just see what's transpired now that every church, every person that either worships the Lord in truth, in spirit and in truth, or speaks the word of the Lord, can you imagine what the earth looks like? It's being changed, it's being transformed. The atmosphere has to change because the prince of the air that has run the airways, all of us have had issues, even with the camera to some degree and the sound, that old adversary thinks that he's got control of that second heaven, but he does not. So in turn, we begin to recognize that God is going to establish and change the atmosphere. But this is what I thought was really, really cool, because once again, he's calling us out. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to go, I'm sorry, I'm going to go to verse 18 and 19. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old, Behold, I will do a new thing. Yes. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I think we're beginning to get the point, right? Yeah. I will even make a road in the wilderness mm -hmm. and rivers in the desert. Yes. And see, what an opportune time. It is difficult that there's only 10 of us here. <laughs> It is difficult that we have to come up with all these new protocols and the very things that are transpiring that we must be stewards of, what we're being asked to do. But that is not who we are, and it's not the limitation by which we operate under. And so as we begin to move in these next days, weeks, and months, however long that time is present, that's only the beginning. Because we've talked about press rehearsals. Because this will pass. But there will be things according to the word that will come that will be longer periods of time. Bringing things into this earth that will conform to his word and to his will. And then that is what's going to prepare us. The word speaks about those who are the sons walk by the spirit. And so we're being trained up. Our life right now, we look at that Psalms 139, the book, before we entered our mother's room, has been written concerning us, but we're learning how that is unfolding. Because we're beginning to see the areas that our weakness is now becoming strengthened. The relationships that we thought were impossible. If you read Psalms 43, that promise was to your descendants that they would come out of their bondage. If I gotta read this, because I thought I need to say this because what was wonderful is he says I will behold thus say the Lord fear not for I have redeemed you I have called you by your name yes. you are mine yes. there's a here you go I'm says now this is his words. This is going to be his doing. This isn't ours. This is verse 5. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east. I will gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. I will say to the house, to the south, 
Do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Now we've cried that out. We've spoken that for years. We went into that two years of prayer, continuous prayer, 24 hours a day. Those are some of the very things that we cried out. Let my people go. That was something that Moses declared. But Isaiah is saying that it's the Father's declaring this. This is what the Father's doing right now. And our adversary cannot hold or resist that back from what God is purposing to declare and establish. And so that's really my heart this morning. I'm hoping that all of us, as we begin to move forward, will be realize that you know, we don't want to be held inside our homes. I believe it was Seth that he was speaking on the Facebook that ships find safety in the harbor. But the establishing the truth was ships were not to remain in the harbor. They were not built to be in the harbor. They were built to challenge the seas, to transport, to move forward, to move on. And so I really believe that's what God is doing for us right now. He's awakening us. He's making us aware of the very things that he is purposing through all of this. So I want to encourage you. Lift up your eyes. I know the circumstances are difficult. Some advantages, I guess gas, gas is supposed to get down to a dollar a gallon of all, through all of this. We can't go anywhere, but I guess the gas is going to be cheap. But the thing is, we, we've got to be the light. We've got to encourage one another. And I'm just loving this fact that this is something that we're going to be doing new. I never thought we would be doing this. I couldn't see myself. John and Dan were doing out in California. And never thought that we would be uh, adventuring into something like that. But my gosh, if there are those that God's going to give access to what he wants to say and do to encourage, to strengthen, to, to bring us closer to one another. And again, can't imagine that there's 1,400 hits in Japan just listening to the word. So I would imagine they would have access to Facebook and they could probably see it in real time or record it. What an opportunity. What a grace to be a light, a light to the earth in the midst of darkness. Is there anything you want to share again? Um, I just have a few things to say to the service. Awesome. Are you done? Yes. just comments we've had lots of comments and um, thank you for those but if you have questions we'll be able to interact 
in the future. So, and that's, you know, I know you guys like to talk. I, <laughs> I love what, <clears throat> what Pastor was saying about being at home. And I just want us to not think of it. Um, we've been thinking about our thoughts and our mental health and how we ruminate in our thoughts and our minds and what comes out of our mouths. And I don't want to think of it being stuck at home. I want to think that God has given us this time. He's given families time to be together. You don't have time to be together. You know how busy you are. You know how crazy things are. If you do anything, it's usually out and about and people are passing in the night and not even having dinner together. Break bread together. Uh, Pastor and I were talking, we're really encouraging you. Take communion. Have family altar at home. Take communion if you're alone. It's okay. You can pray over it. You don't need a <laughs> ordained minister to pray over the communion. You can pray over that. You take that, and you take it in all the sustenance that it is to God's children. So we ask you to incorporate communion on a regular basis and just remember him and all that you do with your families. And come together, and let's get to know one another. Let's, let's find out what's going on, and let's believe that God will work things out, that we will become closer than ever before. We're going to have time. Don't spend all your time just watching TV and movies. Spend time together. You know what to do. Each family is different and unique. So take advantage of this time that we have to spend with one another. I know there's a lot of going, but don't spend it worrying because, come on, did your worry ever change anything in your entire life? Come on, we know what that whole answer is. I know I've got people commenting right now like, amen, amen, amen. So it's a waste of our time. It's a way that the enemy gets us to waste precious time. Because as we started the service, Jesus is coming. Pastor likes to always say, every day, it's closer. Amen? And so uh, we may not know the hour exactly or the time, but God is going to let us know the season. And so we are prepared. Let us prepare that. So I'm excited. We'll see you next Sunday at 10 a.m. We will be changing the food shelf hours, and we will get that out to you. Um, they will probably start uh, at 11.30. If that is sooner, we will let you know. It might uh, be sooner than that, but I think it will be starting about 11.30 or quarter to 12 that you can start coming for your food shelf items. Um, is there anything else that I'm forgetting, anyone? Because we've got a lot of things here going on. A lot of things in our minds. Here's some scriptures for you. If you have your Bible, listen guys, read Psalm 91. Yeah. It's one of my favorite. Read the whole chapter. Don't just know a verse or two. And while you're doing it, call up to God. And I know that I've been lamenting not having all my human hugs. But I'll tell you somebody that can really give you a hug. It'll knock your socks off. And that's Father. And that's Jesus. And that's the Holy Spirit. And let's take a good dose of that right now in the season that we have. And we can, there's no distance in the Spirit. We can send those hugs in love. 
There's lots of apps. My family is working, uh, this is, isn't a plug for Marco Polo, but it really is. You can leave uh, quick 20 second videos with your family. I love the app. Everybody's signing up on my family. And you don't, it's not like Facebook that somebody has to answer a phone. There's no pressure with that. You can just leave one. You don't even have to return it, but it's just very, very simple. It's free. I suggest it's another way that you can get together with family and friends. We need to see each other's faces. I, my kids are LOL, laugh out loud. Um, I'm like, no, I can't video you now. I have to put my makeup on. But that's all my vanity, okay? So I'm just being transparent. Because we are in the season of get real with God. Get right with God. And get radical in our prayer lives. Amen. The last scripture I want to close with today. I, I do want to tell anybody who is within the sound of this broadcast, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you don't have to be in a church to find him. Wherever you are, whatever time of day or night, all you have to do is cry out to God. And I like to say, you don't have to read a certain kind of prayer. Because all prayer really is, is talking to God. And you just start talking to him. Ask him to make himself real to you. Ask him to come into your heart. Come into your life. Let him know that you haven't done such a great job your whole life. But that's what Jesus died for. I don't want anybody out there thinking that you've committed the old saying, the cardinal sin that cannot be forgiven. Jesus died. We're entering in the season of Passover sin. Jesus died for every sin. And he died and shed his blood for yours. Just ask him to forgive you because that's what he died for. And ask him into your heart and come anew into that new relationship. And wait and see. Life will never be the same for you. You will enter into an entirely new life. And you will be like being born again. You will be born again. From above. And you will be a child of God. And he is your father. He's waiting with open arms. He's waiting with open arms. Just as you are, come just as you are. You don't have to wait to get perfect. He's not looking for that. Nobody here is perfect. And so we pray with you. We believe with you. If any of you are praying that right now, if any of you are thinking about it, believe me, we are in prayer. And we agree with you. And we rejoice with you. And we will be here to help you in any way. And contact us. Any questions, any needs, let us know. I want to end today with Isaiah 41, verse 10. Do not fear. This is Father saying this. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you 
with my right hand. Remember, nothing is impossible. And God, in Him, we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We love you all. We bless you guys. In Jesus' name, amen.